Welcome to an all new episode of the 60 second car. We are now in minute 36. <laughs> my name is Dan, <laughs> joined as always by the co- my co-host, the co-host with the, the most boast, Mr. Daniel. <laughs> do you need me to quickly uh, just go through the numbers so we can have ourselves covered again? 36, 37, 38. There we go. It's diesel time. 60. And welcome back to the 60 second car. We're in minute 36 and we are, uh, we're, we're, God, we're in a hangover of episodes coming up here. Uh, we had our party. We had, uh, a lots of, um, big moments. And now it's time for the hangover, and it's going to hurt a little bit. But uh, hello, Dan. How are you this lovely, lovely day? I'm doing very well, Daniel. Are we flipping our alias yes. today? Okay, great. <laughs> yes, yes. As long as we don't do the forbidden one, we're good, right? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm a, I'm a pretty tired guy. I had a long weekend of mm-hmm. a lot of walking. But uh, yeah, how are you? I'm I'm doing okay. I had a long week of of my first week at my new job that has been more mentally exhausting than anything. I haven't I didn't do much walking. In fact, I kind of did the opposite, which is part of a problem. It's a different problem going on. You get one of those like a uh, Ramstein walking desk things, like the keyboard player has. He's got a treadmill under his. Does keyboard. he have? <laughs> does he really? Oh yeah, for like two hours, whenever they play, like the keyboard guys just. Going at a steady pace. Dun, 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 he goes, he goes, eins, zwei, drei. That's all I remember at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the German you need. That's all the German. I, Katie, Katie knows it, but it's, yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's got a, it, that's a pretty good walking pace to that song. Uh, it's a full countdown. What is it? Katie, does it go to nine or ten? Oh, he has a he has a beat at the end. Okay, it is a good song. I do like the intro to that song. And the, I mean, but like Ramstein, how many good songs do they have? They've got the one song they've put out like forty times. They're the ACDC of uh, German industrial. Pretty yeah, that makes that makes <laughs> ACDC. I don't hate them as much as I hate ACDC. Though, <laughs> I'm to be honest, <laughs> I don't really hate either. But like I say that as a Motorhead fan, Motorhead fan, Motorhead has like three speeds. And the one everybody yeah. knows is the one speed. Whatever. Yeah, it's a good speed. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I, I really don't like Akadaka, man. I, they're just every song is this. I can I can play the drums for for ACDC, man. It's all the same <laughs> hi hat snare four four time signature or whatever it is. It's the same time signature. That's all I know. Um, but it is it is rough. Um, but you. Listen to all kinds of music this weekend. It's true. I did. I uh, attended my now 10th Outside Lands, so there's going to be a new poster behind me soon. But uh, yeah, it was a hell of a weekend. Uh, the past couple years, we were not able to attend all three days. The first uh, time we weren't was uh, Sad Reasons Evolving a Cat. She's fine now-ish. Uh, the other one was I Got COVID Like an Idiot. So uh, this year, we made it through all three days, and I saw some crazy stuff. Uh, one I knew I was going to see, which was um, a DJ who is not tied to this franchise 
in he's reality, related. but but in my heart, he's related to our related. Our, our hero. Uh, I saw DJ Diesel, aka Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> it was yeah. so damn silly. He's been so, getting really big as a DJ. Like people know him <laughs> as a DJ now. It's kind of crazy. I gotta say, I don't know why. So he hit a forty-five minute <laughs> I've never slot. Heard it, so please, <laughs> he had a forty-five minute slot on like stage number two midday, which I mean that's. That's where, like, someone who's about to blow up, like, next year will be. Um, so he came out 15 minutes late after two other guys, don't know who they were, they were not introduced as far as I knew, just DJed for him. Then he came out, and everyone's like, oh my god, it's Shaq. And then he watched one of those guys DJ for another song, which was, <laughs> he just, like, stood behind him and was tall. And then he gets on the mic, and he just tells people to put their hands up. He just, hands up, hands up. He just did that for their his entire set while, like mixing kind of whoop whoop womp 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 dubstep stuff and it would wait, occasionally wait, just like the wacky circus gang Did I just hear that? <laughs> whoop whoop womp womp yep <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not someone who's very into like a live dj or all the sub genre of uh electronic music but like sure to me it all just sounded like dubstep breaks from like 10 years ago when skrillex first got big there'd be a pause and it'd be like mm-hmm. some like non sequitur oh no here comes the pain kind of deal that's Slipknot, sure. whatever. But uh, <laughs> there, there are those breaks, and then the beat would drop, and people would jump up and down. But yeah, like, I mean, I feel like half of being a DJ is being super charismatic, and I feel like he has that. Yeah. I, I <laughs> honestly expected him to rap, because he has an, an, a platinum-selling album. He's got multiple songs he's been on. He is technically a competent rapper, but he didn't do any of his own songs that I caught. And then it just sort of ended. Um, it was very strange and I'm glad to say I saw that. I've seen a lot of weird stuff at Outside Lands. That's mm-hmm. up there. I've seen Tony Danza live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I saw the artist Peaches, who her, she and herself is an interesting artist. Uh, she has a song called Fuck the Pain Away, um, which I highly recommend. You gotta do it. And up you, there wait, wait, a, you recommend the song or Both, or why phrase? not? Yeah, both. All right, cool. If you have a bad time, try it. You know, ibuprofen or or doing the nasty, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So the other super weird thing I saw this weekend. So I saw the Foo Fighters, who I've seen before. They're incredible live. Mm. Dave Dave Grohl is an absolute like, I want him to be my uncle. He's the coolest dude alive. Oh, sorry. The other both cats are now in here. Uh, side <laughs> sidebar. They both went to the vet today for different reasons. One a checkup. One our weekly pop in. And uh, at the request of the both different vets, they are now on the list of people, or people, cats who need to be like under the influence when they come in. So they are. I, both... I saw I saw <laughs> Katie Bear's post today. <laughs> so they're both high right now, and it's uh-huh. very funny. So they're just lounging in here. Anyway, distraction. So Foo Fighters played, and their mm-hmm. new drummer Josh Freese. He's a guy mm-hmm. who's been around for like forty years. He's played in yeah. Nine Inch Nails. He was in Devo. And they went through like a medley of songs he's played on. So they covered uh, Whip It, sort of. It seems like Dave had this idea to make them do these brief covers, but didn't actually learn any of the words. Covers of his old songs? Okay. Yeah, songs. I don't know if he even played on the recording of Whip It. They, he's like, he was in Devo. He, he was in Devo for 20 right. some odd years. And then they played Whip right. It because that's the Devo song everybody knows. Then they did March of the Pigs by Nine Inch Nails for like a, bar, or yeah. a, a chorus I've seen, or whatever. I've seen him play that live, yeah. It, yeah, dude. I mean, the guy's a madman. Yeah. Then they go into like this little piano jingle, and it 
it seems familiar. And he's like, all right, when we play the song live, I always try and get somebody on stage who thinks they know this song. And I want mm-hmm. someone to know who knows this fucking song. And they cut to the audience. There's a guy holding a sign that says, I heart Buble. Because they're going into I just haven't they're going into I just haven't met you at by Michael Buble, which turns out Josh Freeze played drums on. Wow. So they they call this guy on stage. He's like, Do you know the words? Do you know the words? And he starts singing the song, and I'm like, This guy's like kind of nailing this. Oh That's, this uh-oh. is weird. And then he like sends him off. He's like, Hold on, I want to sing the last line. And Grohl goes, I just haven't fucked you yet. And then he sends him off stage. He's like, Yeah, he just flew in from Argentina for that joke. And went, holy shit, that was Michael Bublé. <laughs> so they planted Michael Bublé in the audience to come up and sing a verse wow. and a chorus of his own song in the middle of a Foo Fighters show. And then just like, all right, cool. Bye. Wow. Wait, so he was in the audience and nobody I, I, noticed? I wonder or... if like before that happened, they like had security escort him out there and bring a sign. Because it was all very orchestrated. But I think in mm. other shows, it's not. They literally bring a fan on stage to sing it. Yeah, I've seen those shows. Yeah, there, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. I've seen... Uh, a drummer play who like was just having the time of his life i've seen a like a 12 year old guitarist play mm-hmm. um yeah they do it all the time and it's they're all super good most of the time um it's it's weird how that constantly works because i think green day does that as well they'll bring up somebody yes. to play like a, a a cover of operation ivy or something maybe i'm not a punk guy really but mm-hmm. they always know the song great for them yeah yeah i wonder if um i wonder if it's not necessarily staged but at least talked about before the show maybe you know like like oh this person we vetted them right we vetted them and they they know the song right um because like yeah they they constantly are not only proficient but they are pretty good they're usually like they they do a really good job um but yeah that's interesting so like we i don't remember did have we talked about the foo fighters before they announced their new drummer on this show um Uh I feel like we did, but I don't. I don't remember. All I do remember, it, or I do I do know that like they were getting ready to tour again, and I was like, they're gonna have to get somebody pretty big to replace uh, their drummer. And I was you like, you know, I think I called good. this. I think I called this guy. We may have talked about this. Maybe because when they did the uh, Taylor Hawking Hawkins plural, Hawkins, I forget yeah. Hawkins uh, yeah. tribute show, they did like a whole thing where they had like a different drummer on every other song or something. Yeah. And Josh Freese was one of them. And as far as I know, he was just playing in Danny Elfman's band. Mm. So, like, he's got the time. So when they're like, we're going to be announcing our new drummer, we're like, oh, he's it's just, just all over the place. Yeah. It's Josh oh, Freese, you absolutely. did. Yeah, because I think you did mention when we went to see Dan- Danny Elfman. Um, yeah. But I mean, you, you, I mean, we talked about the guitarist as well. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, I I think I've seen videos of uh, Taylor's son playing with them, which was super mm-hmm. cool. Uh, he's very good. Um, I was like, he, I know he's young and kind of, I, I, I think he's almost 18. I think he was 16 when I saw him play. Um, and I was like, what if they just picked him up? Would Why that not? be crazy? Yeah, but screw it. That's <laughs> what, like, I mean, that's... That's what Led Zeppelin wound up doing. They reunited yeah. with Jason Bonham on drums, and I don't, I don't know if he's as good as his dad, but he's it's, he's outlived I mean, him. That's so. what Wu Tang's doing right now too. I don't know anything about Wu Tang. I don't. Oh, uh, so I so uh, ODB's son is doing all of ODB, ODB's parts on their tour. Oh, cool. So I, I mean, that it works. I mean, 
You know, you get all kinds of that. Uh, maybe it's uh, maybe it's nepotism. Maybe it's not. I don't know. You've got Ice Cube's son who playing him in the movie. Um, you know, they weren't like really famous for being a keyboard band, but when Black Sabbath went out in the last few runs and they had keyboard or like rhythm guitar parts, they had, I forget if his name's Adam Wakeman or whatever, but they had the son Sounds of the right. keyboard player that played with Ozzy in like mm. the 80s. So it was just like, all right, let's just get his kid because dad's off with yes or something or dead. I yeah. don't remember. But still, they, they just hired his son too. So. What I'm saying yes, is my that, dad should have been a, a big musician, band. so I could have had a, another band. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I feel that. I mean, you know, my dad was a, you know, pro baseball player. I don't think I got any of that, so. <laughs> have you um, tried? I, I did when I was very little. It wasn't very good, so I don't know. <laughs> were you, in, were you uh, like, encouraged to do it, or did you want to do it? Um, I was encouraged as a young one, and I think I, I think that's part of the reason I kind of fell out of baseball. Because my my dad, my grandmother, my great grandmother were like, "Oh, you're so good," and I was like, "But I'm not having fun, so what's the point?" Um, yeah. and then I and then I played basketball instead, and that'll show that was them. fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There were many dreams. times where I was like, "I don't even want to do this anymore." <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Now now I power. I'm a power lifter, and my dad never did any of that. Um. I'm sticking it to the man, uh, as you know, I'm, I'm a heck of punk and super metal and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, as a punk would say, heck of punk. Right, exactly, exactly. I'm a punk. Um, speaking of the man, yeah, here in minute 36, I'm referencing because I always forget. A minute 36, uh, we get to meet the man, all of Turns the man, yeah, all the mans. We get, and, well, I, yeah, like you said, or you're about to say maybe. It turns out we've already met the man. Yeah, one of the mans is our our man. Yeah, Brian, it is. Uh, Spilner. <laughs> That's remember his fake name. Mm-hmm. Brian Spilner. Um, I hate to open this first shot with a gun, but yeah, there it is. Um, we have uh, we have you know the one and only Mr. Brian Spilner getting pulled over by not a black and white, which is mm -mm. gotta be. That's gotta be. They're trying to stay undercover. This has got to be alarming, right? Why not just get a black and white to pull him over? Yeah, for them putting on so much pageantry for pulling him over, not actually using a cop car makes us even more suspicious. Yeah. And then this get on the intercom, show me your hands. Very good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is uh, very encouraging. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they put on so much of a show in the streets and then, you know, they pull the guns, like put them against the thing and like, there's kind of some storytelling going on with the camera angles and how they're showing these two cops and whatnot. Like they're hinting at something, but yeah, Brian puts on a good act here. Like he knows these guys. Also, yeah. he opens the door from the outside. Is that is that normal? <laughs> no, I don't think so. That that's a little bit of a red flag as well, um, because you would think that. I think I think just naturally you'd put your hands out of the window probably. Mm -hmm. But you'd probably put one hand back in to open it like you normally would. So th that's that's probably a little weird. Um, yeah, and then he back... He, oh, I didn't get this shot, but as he's backing up with his hands up, he's just showing off the guns, man. He's got he's got, he's got got some guns of his own, man. Probably before backing up, he's like, hold on, give me, like, give me pump 10. Let me do 10. <laughs> I'm maybe. All right, all right, get up. Yeah, absolutely, maybe. Uh, he's got no pit stains, though, so they must have done it shirtless and then threw the shirt on. Um, cause I'll tell you right now, like maybe, maybe it's global warming. 
I always have pit stains. It's like 24-7. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's just I, always I, there. I stopped using like aluminum um, deodorant, which wasn't helping anyway. But when I switched off of it, it was just like, oh, okay, this is a floodgates. Great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. gross image for all their listeners. Just faucets. Take it in. Take it mm -hmm. in. Soak it in. Literally. Um, <laughs> and yeah, this, it, you know, it somewhat seems pretty legit. You've got some guy in the background corner here, like, looking back as he's walking through, just like, Oh, yeah. There's a white dude getting arrested? That's weird. Uh, <laughs> cops, cops don't arrest white, just perfectly blonde-haired white dudes. Um, he must so be getting a prize. He must be, yeah, they're taking him in to, to give him a big pat on the back and an award. Um, <clears throat> and, then, and then we get the smirk from the uh Yeah, this sergeant? is what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and, sergeant. In his lovely beige suit. <laughs> Always getting pulled over by dudes in full suits. Yeah, right? That's a big one. <laughs> it, like, it's like he's getting pulled over by not the, clearly not these guys, but like the men in black, because he's the men in beige. To men in beige. Balding beige. Okay, as 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 a bald man. Yes. At this point, do you just shave it should you just shave it off? Would you would you tell him you just shave it off? You know, I I don't know. The whole horseshoe thing, I think, could be in my future, like the David Cross look. I, sure. I don't know. I, I, I think some guys honestly can make it work. And when I still sure. had like some like some semblance of the island, I didn't hate it either. I just like during 2020 when I wasn't paying too much to have some other man shave my head, I just <laughs> shaved my head for myself. Sure. And I've sure. just been saving upwards of $15. Do you go to a barber? So uh, not anymore, no, but I used to. I went to a guy who would just do like put on a number four and go over the top and then tell uh, me how he's moving to Florida. And then one day he moved to Florida. So I stopped going out. Wonder how he's doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Who's I don't, I just, it's it's weird to me for people to choose to move to Florida, but I don't know. <laughs> uh I, I I like I like the all the full bald look. I think that looks I think it looks very clean. Granted, the hair that this that he has left is pretty nice. Not bad. I'll, I'll say the thing is, and this guy is the barber I used to go to. His brother, who he eventually had a falling out with, they were brother barbers and they got in a fight and one left. The guy that left told me like seven years ago, he's like, Hey, if you ever decide to shave your head, you have a good head shape. And I went, Thanks. And that's just been rattling around in my brain ever since. Then two years ago, I started doing it myself. So, like, that guy helped me. I don't, maybe this guy doesn't have a good head shape. Maybe he's got divots. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's possible. You, you do you do have to have a pretty nice head in order to, to go full bald. That's true. And you kind of um, don't know till it's all gone. Yeah. Yeah? Um, that's a, I think that's a Seinfeld story arc. Of, oh. I think it's a man and his nephew have a barbershop. And they, and Jerry or George doesn't like the way the older, the, the uncle does any hair. And he's been going to him for years, and uh, he was out one day, and the nephew nephew did it, and he was like, "Oh, I like this," and so they were like cheating on on the uncle by doing it in like one of their their apartments and stuff like that, and it went it was all kinds of crazy. These like it was it was it was implying that barbers are so knowledgeable about their customers' hair that he found a hair follicle in the apartment. He's like. Where's Jerry? <laughs> He's around here somewhere. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that that it's show about nothing. 
Um, but really about everything. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, you gotta have that. You gotta have that nice head. So um, they finally get to this house, which we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, where this is where we finally reveal that oh, Brian's all in this. He's very much undercover. He's he knew about all this. He's got the the knowledge of who these guys are because he's like, man, how did you have to do these so tight? What do you? And he calls him by his first name, I think, or his, or maybe his last name. Um, but he calls he him by name. Thing. Yeah. Why do they keep him in the cuffs through the entire car ride? Like they kind of touch on that by saying like, Muse likes realism, and you never know who's mm-hmm. watching. But he could have just like kept his hands below the window the entire car ride. Throw him in the back. Throw him the keys. Let him out. And then they could just talk like normal. But instead, they do the entire show and then take him to a mansion where they kept him handcuffed the entire time. They yeah. don't know who's watching, but going this far, it's got. <laughs> like, it's just it's probably just it's being a, dick. Be a movie thing. Yeah. It's got to be a movie thing. Whoever wrote the script was like, we need this line in here to show that this is where we reveal where Brian is a cop and stuff like that. And he already knows what's going on. I, I can only imagine that that's the explanation. But yeah, I don't know. It, it is that it is strange. Um, but we walk into this. We walk into this giant mansion, which I believe has been used in other things. Uh, yeah, I have one thing that was used for, and I, I read it was in a couple other things. It was in the 2000 film Hanging Up, uh, which I only know of because of this article about the house. Mm. Um, there's a line about it being built for Elizabeth Taylor in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Uh, mm-hmm. It was designed by David Fowler, and he made it for his mother. Uh, and then they use it in a handful of other movies, but it's a cool roundhouse somewhere. So I wonder if Universal just owns this house, and they just use it. They used it for a little bit. Um, what's interesting, it is, yeah, it is a kind of a spaceship, huh? Mm-hmm. Even it inside, seems... it doesn't really feel like a domicile. It just feels nah. like an office in a way. <laughs> uh, do I have, oh, we, I don't think we get to that yet. Oh, we kind of do. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, what does he, do you have this line, uh, even the cops in Hollywood are going Hollywood or something like that? Yeah, even the cops in Hollywood are Hollywood because brings them out here. What if, what if this was the be... actual jail cell in Hollywood? Like they had palatial mansions and they go in these glass things but then there's just you know still people who are being held for no reason but they're like why am i up on this hill it's too nice i was <laughs> I just mean, drunk in public i mean these are rich people that go on house arrest right that's pretty much mm-hmm. what they have i mean geez imagine being rich and being on house arrest you're just like it's just a vacation man a really nice vacation too <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I think being on house arrest would be such a drag. Like, uh, I don't want to commit a crime to actually yeah. do it. But and also the alternative of being like in a proper jail or prison is definitely mm-hmm. worse. But I get so mm-hmm. stir crazy at home anyway. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so then be like, a giant house like tra- this. Oh yeah, that'd be, I just run around the house all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do your morning runs in this little circle, just in 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 circles. <laughs> mm-hmm. There'd just be a sweet path in the dirt outside from where I was going around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you've been digging out a trench. You, I'm making my own moat via via jogging. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty nice house. It it does feel like it's what from the 70s. There's a I noticed there's an outdoor uh, fireplace here. That's right in the middle of the circle, or at least goes out into the circle. Um, we've got just again. It seems like business bank glass doors here. 
Um, they just open like normal door, like like you would go to a business or a bank or something like that and be there. There's even these spots that act as a walkway. I don't know why this was built uh, this way, but it, it's a little it's a little strange. Everything's circular, even like the the chimney here is just a big circle cylinder, which is which is strange in of itself. Um, and then we walk inside, and I got this frame specifically because we see a ton of. My God, just beautiful photos that they took of all these <laughs> of all these uh, criminals just doing criminal things. <laughs> of course, um, this is like the Fast Ten thing where they have all those weird shots. Who took those photos? Like I mugshot, mm -hmm. sure, but everything else, who's doing that? Those are headshots, man. Those are professionally done headshots for a lot of these people. <laughs> Maybe it's their actual headshots they audition with. Maybe, yeah. Um, we've got what looks, what looks kind of like a young Dom there. Honestly, mm -hmm. okay, I don't know why. You probably don't see it, maybe you do. Vin Diesel looks like Eminem in that mugshot. I'm trying to do my handy zoom-in trick and it's not working. I see it, yeah. <laughs> he just, he looks like Eminem for that angle for some reason. Um, and then Leon, oh my god, like... Is this an Amber Crombie uh, cover? Like, what's yeah, going wow. on here? Jeez. Also, oh, that's another picture. Okay, I was like, is this is this actually from a magazine? And this is like the the side cutout. Look at this. Look at this. That's uh, was that Vince putting on the uh, candid pout face? Like, man, <laughs> he looks like Oscar <laughs> Isaac in that shot. These guys are sexy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, obviously, what's also weird is we've got several shots of Mia, who really hasn't been involved with a whole lot, I think, other than, I guess, running the business. Maybe that's what they're worried about. Um, Those are for Brian. He's like, hey, we need to keep an eye on the, the sister, too. Don't ask why. Yeah, she might exactly. be cook She might be cooking the books at the at the diner. Diner. Market, yeah. whatever. Whatever it is. Um, and are these Macintoshes? Mm, um, big grays. I miss those. Were these... Were these used in 2001? I certainly had one in 2001. Okay. So, but like we remember. got a computer late anyway, and then we had that yeah. tower with giant gray fucking tube monitor for mm -hmm. too long. So maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Um, they've got their their folding tables and folding chairs. Man, they don't care about their officers. Man, these they got <laughs> they rented the mansion, but didn't have money for proper desks. No, not like look at this. This is this is. Like you set this up in twenty minutes, and then you put the computers in there, and you're you're good to go. These are metal folding chairs. That's that's like it's not ergonomic. That's, a, that's for sure. That's a hostile work environment. Yeah, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> um, we've got another cylindrical fireplace or conical fireplace, and a and a. This is a thing in L.A. I don't know if it's a if it's a thing for rich people in other parts of the country. I don't think it is. I think this is very much a California thing. Just giant windows. The hugest windows just looks out towards the the view of the Los Angeles skyline, which at this point, maybe I don't know in 2001, but at this point, you just kind of see a faint, a faint picture of the skyline because most of it's covered in smog or gross <laughs> air. <laughs> so it's just, you know, it's, it's gross. Um... But yeah, I, is this the last one I have? No, we we you know we start getting introduced and we see the the our FBI. Oh wait, so 
I think these are all LAPD. Maybe some of them are FBI. We obviously know our, our main guy here is FBI. Do you have his name by the chance? Which one? Circle him again? Uh, the oh. uh, FBI main a- dude. Agent Bilkins. Agent Bilkins. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should say, this this these three minutes for this week, we're getting introduced to a bunch of Too Fast, Too Furious characters. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> a lot of these guys carry over to the next movie. Um, except for... Uh, what was his name? Um, Muse. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything about Muse. I have I some think, stuff about the other two guys, but I feel like they replace him with somebody else. Um, but Jason yeah, we, uh, if only. Oh my God, Jane Silent Bob comes <laughs> and save the day, save Dom from a crashing, a crashing car somewhere in Fast Ten Two. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's the fucking van from Jay and Silent Bob Snike Strike Back and just opens the door. Snoochie poochies with Kevin Smith <laughs> with the big hands. Family. And then, yeah, and then the, the that's, girls that's, that... That's Silent Bob's only word in the movie. He just goes, family. Family. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's lost a lot of weight. He doesn't look the same anymore. I don't know if he's... Have he's has he been in a movie recently? Um, Probably a, one of his own View Askew things. Maybe. I think I there was a Clerks, Clerks 3, right? Clerks 3 is coming soon. I think Mall Rats 2 has been made or something like that. Sure. Um, he's got a lot of stuff. Um, but but yeah, I mean, we've we've are not fully introduced to everybody, but we're introducing ourselves or the the movie's introducing us to two fast, two furious characters and we are now in deep with uh we don't at this moment we don't know exactly what Brian's doing. We just know that he he knows he's supposed to these are his people. Mm-hmm. Well, not in his heart, but, you know, on the badge. You know, I guess we can talk about that more in a future minute. You say not in his heart, but, like, mm-hmm. he has me second-guessing my whole thing. Like, I, I, I know how this movie turns out, but, like, over this next handful of minutes, like, I kind of believe him as a cop, too. I don't. We can we could definitely talk okay. about that. Right. I think I think what you're talking about is is still real here. Um, or what you... What you're, original thought is still real here um but yeah i mean this is this is we're getting into um the little bit of the hangover the slowdown but very very important minutes to the fast and the furious uh, from 2001 um (laughs) so uh, do you have any other notes before we go to the next minute i do not my last thing was about the house so we've already gone past that so hopefully, hopefully you all enjoyed our uh, our music talk at the beginning. I know these these episodes are going to be a little bit tough. Uh, there, there is some stuff to talk about in the f- next few minutes, so stay tuned and, and watch for uh, when those release. Um, but we've covered minute thirty six of the Fast and the Furious, which has been absolutely uh, an amazing ride thus far, and we're going to get into more. Absolutely, um, thank you all so much for for commenting, family. And uh, I, we, we've been seeing it. I know, you, I know you're listening, and I know you listen all the way through because you heard us talk about you. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, thanks for commenting, family, over on YouTube. Um, thanks for listening to us uh, on your favorite podcasting apps or wherever you do it from. Um, thanks, for, thanks for all the support. You guys have been killing it, and we really appreciate it. We get a bunch of listens every single uh, uh, episode drop. It's been, it's been amazing, and... Uh, yeah, keep doing that. So go over to danotage.tv slash 60 second car and check out all our links. Check out all the uh, sources you can find the podcast if you're not listening to the one you might want to listen to now. And uh, with that, we'll see you all next time. Family. 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 Family.